dealing with depression. Previously, I've spoken about hindrances to healing, what stops us from getting healed. And those three messages are up on the Rural Wide Community Church website with lots of other people's uh, messages. Um, but those messages were mainly to do with physical healing. But of course, it is often our emotions that need healing. Most of us understand that we are made up of three elements. Our bodies, our soul, that's our mind, will and emotions, and our spirit. Our spirit is eternal. When you decide to follow Christ, your spirit is born again, and when you die, you will be forever with the Lord. Our bodies are temporary containers that we live in and they are subject to malfunction, degeneration and disease. And because Christ took our sicknesses and diseases to the cross, we can reach out to him for healing for our bodies. Our soul, of course, is our personality our minds and our thinking patterns. That's our soul. And it is in this area each one of us is often hurt or damaged in our emotions, not necessarily our bodies. Our emotions can be scar scarred by trauma and abuse. And we all need, I believe, ongoing healing, especially with our thought patterns. Romans 12.2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You know, that's a doing word, a verb. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So therefore, when we come to Christ... We receive eternal salvation. But there is often many things that need to be dealt with that we've dragged along from the past. And he wants to heal us and make us become whole. Last week I picked up a, a, a book that had come from our dear friend Mary. It was called Emotionally Free by Grant Mullen, M.D., and I recommend that if you or a relative in your family has suffers from severe depression, that you get hold of this book and read it right through. It is the most balanced uh, book that I have ever read on the subject of depression. What causes schizophrenia? What causes bipolar? What causes attention deficit disorder? And everything associated with our mental state. So I'm going to share just a, a few little gems uh, from, from this book uh, and, and I'm adding to it things that I understand and from my own testimony. Most interesting to me was that he believes that in most cases of severe depression and other disorders that the doctors do need to prescribe drugs that help bring a person into calmness and stability. And for Christians, this can allow time to 
seek the entry point and reach out for healing of the mind and in some case deliverance from demons that have attached themselves to the trauma and abuse incidents. Proverbs 15.13 says, A glad heart makes a happy face. A broken heart crushes the spirit. If you've ever had to minister to someone who's got a broken heart and hasn't been healed, you will know that their spirit is crushed. And many, many of us need healing. Even though we've been, we're Christians, speaking in tongues, looking good in church with a big smile. We can have quite deep hurts that have never, ever been dealt with. And we don't do anything about it, and we suffer because of it. And yet Jesus came to set us free and to heal us. You know, Dr. Mullen believes that there might actually be more evangelical Christians suffering from depression inside the church than are outside. And the reasoning is that people with damaged emotions will often seek out a church in the hope that they will be healed. This behoves us, of course, to know how to minister to folk with depression and or emotional trauma. Because if in our congregation we've got people that aren't healed from emotional trauma, then they're not going to be able to minister to people that are coming in from the outside with, with the same problems. We all need to get, be healed. We all need Jesus, the Holy Spirit, flowing through us. You know, many men don't know that they are depressed. And they will drop out of coming to church. And they'll bury themselves in work or at home, do it yourself because they don't know the truth that they can be set free by the power of God. Pride is a wicked sin. And pride causes many men not to go to the doctor. Pride causes many men not to seek healing from Jesus Christ. Pride is a sin. And it prevents us from getting healed. My mentor in Taupo, Roy Waldrum, counseled many, many, many hundreds, thousands of people. And he believed that, that depression in men often comes from unfulfilled expectations. Many men started as young people in a work environment and they may have thought that they were going to get promoted that they would actually do well, but circumstances are that someone else got promoted over them. They get married and they have children and what have you, and they just don't feel that they have accomplished in life what they would have liked to have done. It's an unfulfilled expectation, and it causes depression. But the men would never tell you that they're depressed. Men can feel that they didn't achieve what they thought they would achieve when they were younger, and so they become morose and grumpy, not, re not realising that they are, in fact, in depression. We can all get a bit morose and grumpy at times, but it's temporary. 
If it's a continual thing, it's actually a sign that the person is in depression. And depression is a medical condition. I believe, personally, that the root cause of much depression in men and women is unforgiveness, unresolved unforgiveness. They may have been abused in their youth or traumatized one way or another, then became Christians and received much joy and strength from the Lord because that's where we receive our joy and our strength. It's from the Lord. We don't receive it from our spouse. We don't receive it from our children. Real, lasting joy and peace comes from Him. An example in my personal experience, because someone, a, a daughter in another town, who knew that I was speaking on this subject and said, said, how can you speak on depression if you don't suffer from depression? Well, that's easy. From our own personal experience, of my own personal experience, I know many people that have suffered from either severe depression or mild depression or a bipolar. And I've seen what's happened to them and seen how Jesus can heal them. Someone that I know had quite severe bouts of depression. And on one occasion, they went to a retreat where a priest told them to go down to the little creek and take a plant and pull off the leaves and throw those leaves into the water and watch the leaves float away. And he said, for every leaf... I want you to forgive someone who's ever hurt you. I want you to forgive a circumstance. I want you to forgive where you didn't get ahead when you should have. And that person did that. Spent quite a bit of time getting rid of these leaves. Now, I happen to know that this person came back to their home and with their spouse, they had a honeymoon for many, many weeks because the person was free because she, she had forgiven. After a time, there was something else that caused unforgiveness and that person sunk down again into, into depression. So that's how I know that there is a real key and being set free from despair and depression. And that is to seek the Lord on who one needs to forgive. You know, the scriptures are full of examples of depression. Remember David, the king, the great man of God? You read the Psalms. Save me, O God, for the floodwaters are up to my neck. Deeper and deeper I sink into the mire. I can't find a foothold. I am in deep water and the floods overwhelm me. This is Psalm 69, 1-3. I am exhausted from crying for help. My throat is parched. 
My eyes are swollen with weeping, waiting for my God to help me. Well, that sounds like depression to me. What about Elijah? Has a real, real battle and gets hundreds of prophets of Baal killed. You'd think he'd be as high as a kite, wouldn't you? And all Jezebel needed to do was to say, I'm coming after you, and he took off. Sat down and prayed, and he was defeated and, and feeling worn. In 1 Kings 9.4 it says, I have had enough, Lord. He said, take my life. I'm not better than my ancestors. So he's a powerful man of God sinking into, into depression. What about Jonah? After being saved from being swallowed by a whale, or he, he was told to go and uh, preach to the city of Nineveh and tell them to repent or they'd be wiped out by God. So he did go and preach, and they did repent. repent. And he got all upset about it. Went and sat under a juniper tree, I think it was. Jonah 4.3 says, Now, O Lord, take away my life, for it is better for me to die than to live. Sometimes you can actually achieve things in God. And I've experienced this myself. You can have a fantastic meeting and people get healed and delivered and set free. And you feel really good about it. It can be within a day you can have waves of despair coming over you. It's the work of Satan, of course. Back to uh, Grant Mullen's book, and I'm only taking a couple of little points about this. And I just want to pick out one story that confirms what I'm talking about, about this area of unforgiveness. The story of Mrs. F. was a strong Christian involved in overseas missions. I met her during a healing conference when she came forward for prayer. prayer. She explained that for the previous 12 years since a car accident, she had been in constant neck and spine pain. She also knew that quite apart from the pain, she was being tormented by demonic spirits. I didn't have time to go into that with her because it was a prayer line. But I felt that Mrs. F. needed to pray a prayer forgiving those who had caused the accident that had caused her so much pain. I did not address the demon issue at all since there was too many people to pray for. After she had prayed forgiveness, I then prayed a simple prayer for healing and the power of God came over her. Six weeks later, she wrote to me and explained that she had been totally healed of her spinal injuries and that the demonic attacks had stopped. Mrs. F. was delivered from a demonic attack and the chronic pain by a simple act of forgiveness and healing prayer. Praise God. He can heal, he can heal us of anything. He can even heal this tablet so that it comes up so I can see what I'm going to say next. What are symptoms of depression? Dr. Mullen, who I have sat under his ministry in Auckland, Selwyn Stevens brought him through the country, marvellous man of God. He's a specialist in this area of depression and mental health. And as a doctor, he only knew one way to look after people, and that was 
pump them full of pills. But then the Lord showed him that after a person has been stabilized, that's the time to minister to, minister to them the power of God. And the Lord showed him the areas of healing and deliverance. He's, he's put together a list of um, uh, symptoms of depression. And he suggests that if five of, the, of this list are in your life over a period of two weeks, that you should seek medical help. And obviously, you should seek prayer. So let's have a look at this list. <coughs> Symptoms of depression. <coughs> you might recognize some of these things. And if they're only every now and then, that's not a big issue. If they're constant, you need to do something about it. Symptoms of depression. Persistent sadness. Anxious or empty mood. Most of the time, most days. Feelings of hopelessness. Pessimism and self-esteem. Low self-esteem. Feelings of guilt. Worthlessness. Helplessness. Loss of interest or pleasure in hobbies and activities, including marital sex. Insomnia, early morning awaking or oversleeping. Loss of appetite and or weight loss or overeating and weight gain. Thank you. De decreased energy, fatigue, being slowed down or agitation that can't be controlled. Procrastination, since since simple tasks seem harder. Thoughts of death or suicide, suicide attempts, constant feeling of life isn't worth living like this. Restless, irritability, bad-tempered, never relaxed or content. Difficulty, concentrating, remembering and making decisions because of the sad negative thoughts. Persistent physical symptoms that do not respond to treatment, such as headaches, digestive disorders and chronic pain. Continuous anxiety, which cannot be turned off. Uncontrollable worry about small things. Social isolation or withdrawal. Uh, having other relatives with depression, alcoholism and nervous breakdowns. Beautiful, spirit-filled Christians can suffer from depression. I know many of them. I was praying for a person just last week. I was at home praying for um, different people. And as I do, I ask the Lord how to pray or what to pray. And for this person, he said, pray that they will stop running from their abuse and receive ministry. So that's the prayer I prayed. And I'm praying that that person will seek ministry because that person needs it. The Bible says much for those that are suffering to hang on to and to, to start decreeing positive scriptures over their lives. Look what the Word of God says, Isaiah 12, 2. I will trust 
and not be afraid. Psalm 40, 1 to 3. I waited patiently for the Lord to help me. This is David. If you remember the first scripture, he was really suffering chronic depression. But look what happened. I waited patiently for the Lord to help me. And he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of of praise to our God. Many will see what he has done and be amazed. They will put their trust in the Lord. So if you are suffering from depression, it comes in waves, you can know that you can be totally set free. The only time, and I've said this before, that I experienced depression when I was living in Taupo, I woke up one morning and the thoughts about a, a certain situation just crushed me. I felt I couldn't get out of bed, I couldn't, I couldn't move. Never felt that kind of thing before, thank God. Never, never had it since. So I reluctantly started speaking in tongues because my mentor said, whenever you're feeling down, speak in tongues. So I started speaking in tongues, reluctantly. But after about a, a minute or two minutes, my tongue was flowing and I was free. I wasn't concerned about anything because the Bible says, bless you, that um, he that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself. That means that if we speak in tongues, we strengthen ourselves. We strengthen our spirit. 1 Corinthians 14.33, For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. If our mind is in disorder, that's not of the Lord. He is not a God of disorder. 2 Timothy 1-7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So what am I saying here? If you or someone you know is suffering from chronic depression, get them to a doctor if they haven't gone. And get them, stabi- get them stabilized. Then spend time with them seeking Jesus for the root of the depression. And pray with them for healing. Because you can be totally healed from depression. Now I'm going to say a prayer and you can just say it with me for somebody else, or say it it for yourself. This is a prayer that has come out of this book. There's also one for schizophrenia, and there's also one for bipolar, and there's also one for ADH, but I'm not going to go through all those. This is just a touch of of what can happen to people and how they can be set free. Father God... I come before you now and I want to be changed. I want to be free from my emotional chains. I pray for physical healing of depression, anxiety and mood swings that make it hard for me to control my thoughts. I receive your healing anointing to heal my nerve cells and restore my peace of mind so I will no longer struggle with negative, anxious thoughts. I thank you, Father, for removing the shame 
that I have carried for having these problems and thinking it was a result of lack of faith. Father, I want to be free of my emotional baggage. So I give you permission to bring to mind the memories of the past when I was hurt and believed Satan's lies about what happened. I ask that you reveal the truth about what happened so the lies can be removed. Father, I ask you, I ask that you would give me the strength to forgive the people that hurt me in those memories. I ask that you would block any influence that Satan wants to have over me as a result of those memories. I thank you that you are breaking my chains and setting me free today. I ask this in the name of Jesus. Folk, don't hesitate to come forward for prayer or to, or to ask uh, Des or Etha or anyone else in the church that you know prays for people. Don't wallow in self-pity over your circumstances. Get help. Sometimes the help might be from a doctor if it's severe. And you might have to have your mood stabilised. But the ultimate healer is Jesus Christ. And he can heal anybody of anything. So I encourage you. And this could be for someone that you know. Because you not, might not, like me, know much about depression. But there are many people who are depressed and don't even know it. And you've seen the symptoms. So be courageous and reach out to Jesus to be set free and you will be ten times the person that you are now. God bless.